I do not Hello, my name is Stephanie Held, and I'm a reporter for the Forum, Westminster College's student news organization. The clip you just heard was from the final day of the Crusade role-playing game. As you could probably tell, our campaign ended in utter failure because of a bad roll of the die. This role-playing game is one in a series designed to enhance history classes. In these games, students learn by taking on roles of historical figures and use communication, critical thinking, and research skills to win the game. Last fall, Professor Mary Jane Chase began playing these games in her history classes at Westminster. I was lucky enough to be part of the latest game, which role-played the Second Crusade, circa 1148 in the Common Era. For this episode of Office Hours, I sat down with Professor Chase to discuss her experience running the games and the reason she has incorporated them into her classes. How did you first hear about these games that people have been incorporating into classes? Well, I've known about the games for a long time. Um, there are several of these games that are published games, and so I receive advertisements for, the, for them from the publishers and uh, wanting them to, you know, buy our textbook and have your students buy it, and et cetera. And I'd looked at them, and I wasn't so sure that this was the right thing for me. But then I uh, met a faculty member who was using the games, uh, and she started talking to me about what she was doing with the games, and it sounded a lot more interesting. And this is something that I have done, uh, not the games per se, but I've always tried to uh, put some sort of an activity uh, into the sort of the central part of my game. For several years, I have had a running debate on the death of Louis XVI in my French Revolution class, but I've been looking for something a little more formal and a little more uh, engaging. And uh, I then, so I thought I'd try this in my ancient world game, in my ancient world course, rather, uh, a game on the uh, Assembly of Athens. And I did that last fall for the first time, and it went quite well, which made me want to try it again. And so in my medieval class this semester, uh, as you know, I uh, got involved with the, uh, the War Council of Accra game, uh, 1148, and I tried to decide what to do with the Second Crusade, where to go, who should lead it, and all of the infighting and bickering that goes with that, which got fairly heated in our game. So why did you decide to incorporate these games into your courses? Well, I'm, I'm always interested in finding ways to engage students with the material. And uh, the, um, when you design a course, uh, you try to have a strong beginning and a strong end. And I had always felt like the, my middle left a little bit to be desired. And so I've been uh, experimenting with different kinds of things to do. Uh, and so this was, this was one of the things. And, of course, it uh, is incredibly engaging. Now I think my middle is stronger than my beginning and my end. I'm going to have to work on those. Uh, but it's... Uh, it's a thing that actually ends up engaging students in a way that uh, was stronger than I expected. Um, and I suppose I shouldn't have expected that. These are Westminster students. I expect them to be uh, brilliant and exciting and interested. Uh, but watching it on the ground is quite something. I have not uh, fully experienced that before. And I, I thought, this is great. This, this is something we can really do. What was the most interesting thing that happened in the Crusade game? Well, where would I start? Good heavens, every time I walked into that game, something <laughs> something new happened that I wasn't ex expecting. Uh, fortunately, I have resources. Um, the Reacting to the Past game series, which is what this is part of. This is a series that that's done nationally, and it comes out of Barnard College. Uh, but they sponsor a Facebook site for professors who are giving games. And so when something really unusual happens, you can always reach out to fellow instructors and say, has this ever happened to you? Do you know this is going to happen? What? <laughs> is this a good or a bad idea? What will happen when we, 
when they go to the area. So it's fun. So in our pre-interview, you talked about how there's been a little pushback on these games because people are like, oh, you're just making it into a game that students aren't learning anything. Um, you've kind of gone in the opposite direction, you know, versus like standard lecture and presentation. You've gone in the opposite direction and you've made it trivial and students are just playing to get points. Um, where do you see the balance between the two extremes? Well, I think that's that's the. Uh, it's still a real question. Um, uh, I've talked to people who've looked at these games and said, "No, nope, this is not for them." Uh, they really, for exactly those kinds of reasons, they think that it somehow uh, makes it makes it less serious and uh, and doesn't push the research end of it. Those are mostly people who haven't actually played the games. But in fact, the winning the game is a tiny, tiny, tiny fraction of your grade in the course. Uh, and so the, the actual motivation to win is, is clearly an internal one, and yet it drove people to have extensive conversations outside of class, to research stuff that was definitely not a part of the game materials at all, uh, to come up with creative ideas to allow for uh, unexpected circumstances. Um, I received communications uh, both from you and from uh, Brother Alexius uh, by Carrier Pigeon. And when I first <laughs> looked at that, I thought, are you kidding me? And then I looked it up, and sure enough, the Muslims used homing pigeons to send messages in the Middle Ages. So I decided to accept your <clears throat> email pigeons uh, <laughs> and incorporate them into the game because... Fair enough, uh, but you know who would have who would have known that? You know, you just you just wouldn't. So I think it's all worth it. Um, one of one of my colleagues says, "Have you drunk the Kool Aid?" Uh, and I, I don't know that I've drunk the Kool Aid because I think you have to keep an eye out for the balance. Uh, if it becomes all about winning and losing and not about learning, then 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 it is a waste of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if it's if the the winning and losing inspires you to go deeper. If you keep the game designed at a point where it's the learning that pushes the points, then I'm, I'm in. That sounds good to me. What are your future plans? Do you plan to incorporate this into uh, classes you're teaching in the coming semesters? Have you thought about a May term possibly? I have. Um, I, I'm teaching the French Revolution uh, this coming fall. And as I said, in the past, I've normally taught a, uh, a little section of that on a debate over the death of Louis Sixteenth. But uh, there is a quite well-known, published, well-practiced game, uh, which includes a crowd scene. And given Westminster students' desire for blood, which I <laughs> clearly saw during the Crusades, uh, I'm thinking that this would be definitely a game to... Uh, game to play. Uh, but the game is built around the National Assembly, uh, the development of the Declaration of Rights of Man and the Citizen, uh, some of the early uh, successes and failures of the uh, of the French Revolution. And I think that would be a really good way for people to get into the French Revolution. So I'm, uh, I'm definitely planning to do that. That's in the schedule for the fall. Uh, and I've thought about doing a May term. I haven't actually done that. It's May term is actually just about the right amount of time for a game. Uh, you'd have enough time to sort of set it up and do it. Uh, I'm not entirely sure that I want to do that outside of the context of a regular uh, course because the, the way the game operates right now is it's about three and a half weeks out of the semester. And so I can have a regular class on the French Revolution, say this fall, and then have students just come and play the game if that's what they want to do. So it's two classes, but they meet at the same time and they interact with one another. That's what we did for this round. Um, there was a class of uh, students that are taking the entire medieval world class, and then there were a bunch of other students, actually more students than in my regular class, who decided to come and play the game. 
And that was kind of interesting to see how that worked, too. Yeah, me being one of them. You were one of them. That's right. Uh, and the word is passing. I'm, I'm hearing from different students, oh, yes, so-and-so played that game. They said that was cool. Are you going to do that in the fall? So I'm hoping that we'll get a good crowd. We'll see. I would like to thank Professor Chase and all of you listeners for making this episode of Office Hours possible. If you would like to check out more content from the forum, make sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at WC Forum Media, and check out our website at wcforummedia.com.